You have arrived at your destination. get the sonic fans though that's for sure all right well i would argue of you know with the exception of like sonic mania are they still getting those fans yeah i mean mean, yeah they still sell like it's not like mm. not everyone's a gangbuster but it's like they still sell copies i don't know how yeah but Uh, like you know that franchise used to be on the same fucking pedestal as mario oh it's definitely not what else what it was <laughs> what, uh, this is what? definitely the the big band from the 80s that used to sell out fucking yeah. stadiums now playing the yeah. bar down the street from you <laughs> it's true it's true is, yeah. that, is, that, is that too mixed of a metaphor sorry no i think it's, I think <laughs> and we're live, live. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's right thank you guys uh we're live with episode 150 <laughs> Boom! of the video destruct podcast and we got <laughs> gus back on from my gosh it's been years hasn't it <laughs> what's up everybody hey how's so... it going Whoa, Whoa, that was uh, that, that was good. an echo. <laughs> that was good. You have effects on your end. That's not yeah, fair. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. I've got a that's an effects pedal over here. So well, since nice. he's not working cool. much nowadays, uh, oh, yeah, I have I have worked I haven't worked, have worked since April thirteenth. It's wow. it's it's my industry is in the proverbial toilet right now. Wow, that sucks. So, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. But anyways, how about them video games? Right? Yeah. Them. Video games. How about those remakes, guys? Those video game remakes on the one fifty. On the one fifty episode, we are we're gonna we're gonna talk about video game remakes because there's a lot of them out there. Some good, some bad, and uh, we're gonna talk about all those things. Um, do we have much news here today, guys? I don't think we do. Do we? It's been yeah. a little slow. Yeah, uh, I think we're just gonna hop into the topic. Are we? Um, we're just gonna hop in. I've well, I guess the one thing we could talk about if anybody wanted to kind of wrap on it quickly is that uh, Unreal Engine 5 unveil. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the their new Lumen technology, and I can't remember what the other tech that they had to, you know, push millions of triangles. Uh, a lot of that actually uses um, obfuscation tech uh, that uh, NVIDIA has been putting in at the... Uh, at the driver level for games here recently. Uh, so th- the best way to kind of make the, have this make sense for you is that like the newest Wolfenstein games use this where they have engineered their engine in such a way so that the backside of objects and things that are not in camera view aren't rendered at all. Mm. So what that does is it makes, you can have more detail be present to the viewer and, you know, uh, DDR6 is so fast and the clock speeds on these graphics cards are so fast that if an object is turning, you go ahead and start re-rendering it again and people never notice. You don't get texture pop in or all that stuff that we had back in the day Um, Mm -hmm. because we just have power now. Um, And they also showed off their implementation of real-time ray tracing. Um, Yeah. 
So I have two things that I want to say about this, and then I really want to get Gus and Brandon, your, your guys' opinion on what you saw. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of uh, idiots, is, is the word that I would use, uh, on the internet uh, that were like, oh, look at what's possible on the PS5. All right, so that's one of two things, and you can look at it however you want. Either they made a marketing deal with Sony to show what Unreal Engine 5 is capable of doing on the PS5, or what's more realistic is the PS5 is the weakest system of the next generation, period. It's just it's plain on fact sheets. You can see it. The Xbox mm-hmm. Series X is the most powerful console. The PC is going to beat all those things into the dirt uh, without much trouble, as long as you're willing to play on the high end of hardware. Uh but so it's either a marketing deal or PS five is the lowest. So it shows you it'll look at least this good, you guys. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought that technology looks really great with their fakey, not real game. That's kind of like a Tomb Raider meets Uncharted meets Aladdin. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I got out of it. What do you guys think? <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't sure what I was what I was looking at initially. I was like, okay, because the, the the first wave of games for like a new generation usually looks something more akin to the current generation, and then they just start looking better as the years go on. So when I when when I was look watching this demo, I'm like, okay, this looks quite a bit like a PS4 game until they said what it was doing, and then they showed us all those triangles in real time and i went uh okay and then then they said oh by the way there's there by the way there's no there's no lots there's there's no level of detail and i went wait so they're that's rendering all 8k textures all the way to the draw distance oh by the way here's the draw distance oh what (laughs) so uh one thing that I noticed from that that uh, you know was very apparent to me, and they they say this if you watch the expanded interview that they did the the ten minute video, not the five minute video. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that launch games for new systems typically not looking much better than old games. Uh, mm-hmm. I watching this at four K, the the real four K video of this, the, it's not out a lot of places. You have to go to Unreal site to even find the damn thing. No, I just had I just had the uh, the the regular 1080 one. Yeah, so the 4K version of it, I'm looking at it going like, yeah, this looks better and stuff like that. The two things that I noticed that jumped out to me is a that was running at a poor frame rate. Uh, yeah, it was 30 frames. You're right. It was running at 30 uh, frames. And I am way beyond 30 frames at this point uh, <laughs> in my priority list. The second thing. Um, that I uh, that they mentioned is that this engine's not going to be ready until next year at the earliest. So whatever mm-hmm. we get at the launch of these new systems really are just going to be prettier versions of old games. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is think, the first new engine for new tech uh, to be announced. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I, you know, we're, especially given how many Xbox Ones and PS4s, primarily PS4s, <laughs> uh, that they sold, uh, you know, we're going to have, just like with last generation, one foot in the old consoles here for a while. And we talked a little bit about that last week with, man, that, that new Halo game better be pretty fucking pretty. Um, uh, you know, yeah, for you to still have the same, yeah, I mean, for the PC version or the Series X version of that game, 
you know, to still have the same number of maximum amount of enemies and vehicles and objects and battlefield size, mm-hmm. the, the enhanced console slash PC version of that, you better have all your sliders slammed to the top and looking really good because, you know, it, or, or else people I think are going to look at it and go, why the fuck did I buy a new console? Right. Why did why, why did they just drop five six hundred dollars on this on this on a, on, a, on this thing? And this is what I especially. Get. Yeah, I saw this week. Uh, I think it was it was Best Buy or somewhere has Xbox One X's for two hundred and sixty nine bucks new. Wow, that's wow. fucking okay. cheap. Yeah. <laughs> what's and the PS4 Pro running for right now? Four hundred still, still full hundo. They never loaded it. They never did yeah. anything with it. And I'm I'm looking at Last of Us too here coming up soon. Going, uh, well, if you're going <laughs> to spend 400 bucks on a pro right now, why don't you spend 500 in November? Yeah, that's what everyone keeps telling me. Like, I don't like buying new consoles at launch. It's just me. I don't know. But, uh, no, well, like, if dude. if the rumors are true, that, I mean, the, four, that, the four is still going to have some life to it. So, eh, for a yeah, little while. for a little while. <laughs> The one thing that, man, I can't, and you're just like me with a, with a, you know, ball in computer, man, going back to 30 FPS, man, it's like that episode of South Park where uh, Stan's dad can't go back to Playboy when the (laughs) internet goes out. Like, motherfucker, I can't go back to 30 FPS. Every time I look at it, I start to get nauseous. Yeah, I used to, I used to, uh, I used to speed run Halo CE on the, the, the old PC version of it at uh, at its at its uh, VSync frame rate at 30 FPS, and uh, then I now then the, the rest of the community finally convinced me to 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 to, go, to unlock the frame rate and just go at get unlock the VSync and go at 60, and it looks jittery at first, but I got I got used to because the animations are still running at 30 frames, but everything else is running at 60. But uh, I, I, I'm going like, okay, I go back to 30 frames, but I, my eyes wig out just for like a couple of extra checkpoints through the whole game. I'm like, uh, I think I'll just go back to running. The, the Everything looks blurry to me at 30 FPS anymore. It's yeah. just, it's one of those things. If, if you're a console gamer and this isn't taking shots at those people or anything, but if you only play on console and most of the experiences you ever have are at 30 FPS, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't have the burden of knowledge. So you've not seen the way that it could look, you know, like, and I, I'm of the opinion that people who say, well, it's more cinematic looking at 30. No, it's fucking not. No, because I'm not playing a movie. Yeah. Like that's different. Yeah. Running a game at, at 29.94 or whatever, whatever the, the the movie standard is, is not the same as watching 24 movies. Yeah. 24. There we go. Um, But uh, it's not the same as, is yeah. playing at a game. It's different. <laughs> and, and, on, it looks different. And, and on the reverse of that too, watching a movie at 60 frames per second sucks. It looks ugly. So, yeah, it's got you that, know, that, like that soap opera effect or something, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 It looks terrible. Um, Telenovelas. But, yeah, exactly. It's, it just looks cheap and bad and ugly. And that, that predictive motion <laughs> thing that people tried to do a little while where it would like predict the motion of like how the cameras went. and it just looked terrible like it just yeah. looked awful and uh, i knew people who loved how that looked and it was just like this looks awful i don't know why anyone watch a movie this yeah. way so oh i do have a uh one other piece of news if if, if you think we're we're good on the unreal engine piece uh sure. state of play uh oh. 
I, I liked uh, for one thing on the Unreal thing. I liked how her little light bobble looked. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that, that was, was probably neat. the coolest effect of the whole thing. Yes. Just this little light that followed around and traced everything around it. I thought that was very nice. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my, my other piece. Uh, yeah, I think that overall, I think that thing looks cool. That's not a video game. Uh, no. If you remember, like ten years ago, they had that Unreal that Engine three video that was called what? Samaritan that looked like a uh, like yeah. a cyberpunk thing with a guy mm. that would yeah. cloak himself and smoke cigarettes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> anymore, if you want to smoke in public, you better fucking cloak yourself because everybody's right. gonna come. You're gonna <laughs> give my cat cancer. Fuck you. Uh, so. Um, <laughs> You know, that, that's not a video game, but that's cool. It shows you what you can do. Uh, and I think that's what it is. What's that now? It's just a tech demo and all this. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it shows you. Yeah. It what so many games last generation, you know, like from your Tomb Raiders to Uncharted to, you know, The yes. Last of Us to, you know, like that yeah. close third person view yeah. camera stuff. It's, it's exactly popular. the stuff. Yeah, it was exactly I, the stuff. And they just took something that was popular to make it say like, this is what this type of popular thing can look now. So I, I, I you guys can make they, your games here. I, I remember when they dropped that, 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 uh, the, uh, that tech demo on the PS3 back then of the Final Fantasy VII intro and everybody thought it was the remake. <laughs> oh. oh man. I, I, I just had a brief, a brief flashback to that. And we're talking about remakes. This uh, uh, I was there. <laughs> uh, I was there that oh you were right on i was uh we talked, I used to we go talked to about that actually yeah uh man yeah. i was there when the infamous kill zone trailer was shown oh i remember that oh yeah i was i was there when they showed the PS... <laughs> i was there when they showed the psp as a rear view mirror for ridge racer oh wow mm. that was i yeah. forgot about that yeah, oh my God. that was also the same show just moments before that where Kaz Harai said, you guys remember Ridge Racer, right? Ridge Racer. It just all of a sudden sounded like he should be wearing like a furry costume. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing, man? Like, oh my God. E3 presentations used to like, uh, first of all, they've been sexied up so much since then, but they used to be this incredibly insane hodgepodge of fucking Excel spreadsheets and PowerPoint presentations. And then some guy that's like, I'm going to hype all you journalists the fuck up. All right, everybody, are you ready for the Beck? And then Beck would come out and play a song. And you're like, why is Beck that. here? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was, it uh, used to be really weird. He's a loser, baby. Oh, <laughs> no song sums up Kaz Harai more. Um, <laughs> boom. Ah, there we go. There we go. On the, uh, on the target. So the, the one other thing that we could talk about really quick before we get into uh, our topic of the day, um, is, uh, so Sony finally showed off more than 30 seconds of Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. I hadn't watched that yet. I'm actually kind of staring at the thumbnail right now on YouTube and I'm going, it's like, is that what he's going to talk about next? Yeah. Um, it, it just, I, I forgot what the game's you, about. If you, uh, ancient, ancient Chinese secret, huh? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, you know, it's, I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> It's Assassin's Creed with ninjas. They finally did the thing that everybody thought they were going to do with Assassin's Creed so, before yeah, so Assassin's it's, Creed it's like do it. It's like Tenchu meets Onimusha or something like that, or what? Yeah, I got a Tenchu meets Assassin's Creed Origins. 
Okay. Out of it. Uh, the way that like you, uh, you're farming for resources, uh, a lot of those activities that it looked like he was taking part in, man, that looks like some fucking Assassin's Creed ass mission structure. So, and, and that's saying that as somebody who likes the Assassin's Creed games, if you, if you haven't liked those in the past, uh, maybe Ghost of Tsushima might not be up your alley. Although from a technology perspective, that game looks fucking phenomenal. Uh, the uh, sheer amount uh, of foliage that they're able to show, um, the uh, the cloth texture on your cloak uh, just mm-hmm. looks so fucking realistic. Um, when storms come in, the way that it blows all of the trees around and stuff like that and leaves go flying, it looks like the Hong Kong action flicks that it's inspired by. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very impressed with it. I think that game looks to be very interesting. I'm watching some of it right now. It's, looks pretty, uh, looks pretty cool. I'm getting kind of a Witcher, Witcher three vibe from it as well. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, uh, huge open world where like, yeah, there's this huge looming threat of something that's going to happen. But, you know, you also need to get this lady's cat out of a tree sort of gameplay is what that game looks to be trading in. Uh, gotcha. And I like that stuff. Like, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, by the end of my time with Assassin's Creed Origins of like 120 hours or whatever the fuck that was, uh, you know, I felt like I got to know Bayek as a person. And, you know, he's this weird kind of confluence of bloodthirsty madman on a, you know, collision course or revenge. But he was also a dad and, you know, he misses his family. But so, you know, he passes on his nuggets of wisdom to random kids he sees out in the world and tries to help people stay out of trouble. You know, he's like everybody's fun loving uncle, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it that's the kind of like those sort of slow burn kind of time waster activities in Assassin's Creed. I always end up having kind of more fun there. So that's one thing that I hope Ghost of Tsushima does is if you're going to give me a whole lot of mundane activities to do in the world, make it worth it for me from a fictional perspective. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like you, you, yeah. you're not just there for the sake of doing it. You're there. You're going to get something out of it, whether it's reputation or something. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. If you're going to make this a long game, it's it's what Assassin's Creed has to. You know, the, these modern uh, modern Assassin's Creed games are a hundred hours long, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and you get you get a choice for me. Make it twenty five hours like Mass Effect, where I can steamroll through this thing and feel like I'm the savior of the galaxy uh, without a lot of stuff on the periphery. Or if you're going to open it up like that, you got to make it worth it. Yeah, uh, and that game definitely looks like it has the capacity to be an incredibly long experience, like your Red Dead Redemption twos and Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. Uh, but you know, we haven't seen Sucker Punch in a really long time. You know, at the beginning of the yeah. generation, they released Infamous Second Son, and then they released Infamous Last Light, and that was still that was at the tail end of 2014 where uh, Second Son was at the beginning of 2014. They've kind of been radio silent since then. They've only showed this game a couple of times. So I'm making a lot of assumptions about what this gameplay will be based on their presentation. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of potential in here, but my biggest complaint with a lot of the uh, Hong Kong action stuff 
that this seems to be drawing a lot of its uh, inspiration from is, man, they're really not much on storytelling. Mm -hmm. Typically, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of like my thing with Kill Bill. It's like Kill Bill, they wouldn't start talking. Kill Bill 2, they wouldn't stop talking. (laughs) You know, it. uh, The second one. What's that? Never saw the second Kill Bill. That's a weird place to be, having seen the first one. Never went like, I think I'm going to go ahead and watch that second one. Yeah. Well, the the second one was not when I saw the first one yet. So I just never saw the second one. I didn't even know what it was. I was kind of out of the loop on Tarantino movies. And this, uh, the first day I moved into college, uh, this dude's like, hey, man, we're going to go watch Kill Bill. And I'm like, I have no idea what that is, but fuck it. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima looks really cool. I think, man, they're really jamming the channel here for the end of the PS4's life cycle, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I suppose. You know, they've, they've got... Within 30 days of each other, you've got The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima coming out. Right. <clears throat> yeah, that's... And it, earlier it, this year, we already had Dreams. I mean, like, you know, the... That FF7 remake dropped last month. Yeah, and that's technically an exclusive. I mean, it's only a 12-month exclusive, but it's technically exclusive. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the... Sony's really, you know, trying to hit it home here where you definitely get a feeling from Microsoft that, uh, you know, they're they're definitely looking at November as, all right, well, you served me, but I will serve you at the end of the year kind of thing, you know? Yeah. They, They chose not to dance back. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. You go to dance uh, back, <laughs> and then it's on. Uh, it's on, and that's that's when you know it's on. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I think that does it for the. Yeah, I've got nothing real major to add. So, uh, what what have you been playing lately, Gus? Uh, well, what have I been playing? You know, I with the with the with seven remake out and me unable to play it. Um, I've been watching a lot of it. I've kind of had that that kind of like nagging in the back of my head to play something Final Fantasy. And I haven't played Final Fantasy since 10. Um, and I beat that back in 04 or something like that. I was still in college. So it was 04, 05 or something like that. I beat that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you not have Game Pass? No, no. I, 15's I on Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's also on Steam. But uh uh, I haven't, I just haven't had any interest really to jump back into Final Fantasy at all. But this FF7 remake has said, hey, what else is out there? So I, I went, I just looked at, because uh, there's a free version of it on Steam of Dissidia NT, which is the fighting game that they made, like for originally for the PSP back in 09 as part of the, the 20th anniversary of Final Fantasy, because what better way to celebrate uh, celebrate the 20th anniversary of the greatest JRPG series that was ever around with a fighting game, right? Right. Um, but, Just uh, like Air Guys had taught you back in 1998, <laughs> motherfucker. Air Guys, right. Uh, but no, I so I, NT is the latest version of that that was out in the arcades and it just got its final update for uh for the ps4 and pc releases here back in march or february so it's kind of like an end of life now but it's still very much you know it's very much active and playable but there's a lot going on in that in that game that's very hard to follow so I went back and I grabbed myself a PSP emulator and I looked up the original Dissidia and Dissidia with 012, whatever naming convention they were using for the second one, called it Duodecim or whatever. 
And um, so I went back to the, the second one, which was 012. And that one was okay. It's still a little bit confusing. It was better to follow. But then it's like, oh, wait, screw it. I'm going to go back to the original Dissidia, Final Fantasy, and try that out. And that's much easier to pick up. So I'm kind of like in the middle of that right now. It's, it, 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 I was reading up on it. It was originally intended, Nomura intended it to be a Kingdom Hearts game. But then, like in the beginning of development, they, he kind of switched gears and thought, you know, maybe... Maybe maybe he doesn't like the idea of Disney characters duking it out, so they switched it, so they changed it up, and they made it a Final Fantasy game instead. And you can tell, playing through story mode, that this was supposed to be a Kingdom Hearts game because the interactions between all of the 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 cross universe heroes from all the first ten Final Fantasy games is just incredibly awkward. Like this, <laughs> these 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 dialogue exchanges are weird. I'm like this doesn't this is. Uh, I mean, it's okay, but I can tell this was supposed to be like, this was probably supposed to be Kyrie talking to Mickey or something like that. And they just changed the dialogue to make it fit Final Fantasy characters instead. But Dude, uh, Nomura, at, at once upon a time, Nomura thought everything was going to be a Kingdom Hearts game. Oh my God. Just look at the remake. <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, so I, I was, I'm playing Dissidia off and on. Halo 2 just dropped for Master Chief Collection on PC. And, what do you uh, think of that? It's It's got a couple of technical issues. I just finished, uh, what was the last two? I finished Regret, I think was the last, the la- Regret and whatever level was after that. Um, and there I are hate some, it. There's some jitter, some technical jitter on the anniversary graphics. Uh, like some stutter occasionally, but other than that, it's not bad. The anniversary, I think the anniversary of Halo 2 is a lot better than Halo CE anniversary, which is... Uh, Halo 1 CE uh, anniversary is uh, like someone making love to your wife in front of you. Uh, it's yeah. It, it's te- while also burning your high school yearbook. It's It's terrible. <laughs> Uh, and I, I don't like Halo Two is slightly less offensive, but I hate almost every artistic choice that they made for the new graphics. Really, that, I that, hate that, it. For CEA, I understand. I can, I can get that. I mean, especially since they took, they made all these new textures for CEA when they came out in 2011. I think it originally came out, but they're using they the. Look awful. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, not not just that, but they use the collision mesh from the old classic graphics. So there's areas where you think you're behind a wall, but you're actually getting shot at. And there's other places where you're looking straight at the enemy through the new textures, but the old textures are actually blocking yeah. your view. So you're hitting an invisible wall, and if you toggle between the graphics, you can see it. So it's – God <laughs> – I ran into that yesterday. Now, now in Halo Two Anniversary, there's that's very much been curtailed quite, a bit, but there's still occasionally an instance where the old collision still protrudes from the new textures. Like I ran into that uh, on Delta Halo yesterday. I was now I was shooting something, and apparently I was shooting the wall in front of me. But that's only happened once so far. So so far so good. The the sound, the sound of the music in Halo Two Anniversary is actually better. Much better. I think the cutscenes are a hell of a lot better as well. Never mind the fact they're pre-rendered. I um, don't like them. You don't uh, like them? I don't, I don't like them at all. Hmm, okay, uh, but that that a workshop looking stuff, <laughs> like, and everyone's face 
looks like they just smelled something and they're not quite sure what it is. <laughs> I never thought of that. Now that you mention that, I, I, I think back to the back to everyone uh, has this like mysterious Sergeant, look in their eyes. Like, Oh, what is it? Is that old Sergeant Johnson's facial expressions and stuff and Cortana's facial expressions. I'm going, now that you mentioned that, I'm going, you know what? I think you're right. <laughs> and they, and they, they almost like they, it's like they were trying to avoid that, like final fantasy, the spirits within movie thing uh, where nobody's yeah. face ever moved enough. And mm -hmm. it's like everybody's face moves way too much when yeah. they talk. Have you seen those videos of, God, I, forget, I forget what the guy's name on YouTube is, but it's like, they, they took like the cutscenes from the RE2 remake and they made him like like five hundred percent facial expressions. Oh yeah, those are great. <laughs> yeah, that kind of reminded me of that a bit. The uh, yeah, I just uh, both of those uh, like, and I swear, never touch Halo Three if this is the kind of treatment that you're gonna give. I, I just I hate it. I don't think they like, will. Uh, I, don't like, and I understand the the motivation between Halo 1 and Halo 2 getting remade, mm -hmm. that was pre-HD generation. Right. Yeah, Halo 3 looks just fine on its own. Like, there's fine. nothing wrong with it. And here's the thing, like, you know, some that of this, uh, some of my qualms with it are tied to, all right, so any time that you're loading into one of the pre-rendered uh, pre cutscenes in that, mm -hmm. it takes too fucking long. I'm running it on an NVMe hard drive. And those load times for me are forever Jeez. loading into one of those fucking cutscenes, And I'm like, but all I'm going to do is as soon as the cutscene loads, I click skip because I hate them so much. <laughs> so it's just like, well, there's, and then it takes a long time to load the next level. So it's like, there's fucking 55 seconds of my life that I'll never get back. Yeah. If you, yeah, if, it, if you put on classic graphics, you get the classic cutscenes, So you don't get that newer stuff. And that, and that's what I, uh, and that's what I did is that like, and I think it's fine. Like I'm, I'm more of a purist. I think uh, Halo 2 Vista uh, is the best way to play that on PC. The anti-aliasing is much better. Uh, if I don't know if you've ever played Halo 2 Vista. Um, it was the Windows Vista, if everybody yeah. remembers that exclusive version. You had to have Vista to play Halo 2 uh, mm -hmm, yes. in 2007 or whatever. You play today, uh, you mod to do it, but you can play it, yeah. Yeah, and and that's what I've got. That's how I play Halo Two on my PC. Is I've got the the mod to basically strip out the uh, uh, the uh, games for Windows Live stuff. Um, but the the anti aliasing isn't there in that version. I've had a lot of lighting problems in it, where like the sun, like when you're on the space station at the beginning, yeah. Like the sun isn't there, you still get the light bloom effect, but the sun's not actually in the sky. <laughs> like, just weird shit, and that comes yeah. from somebody who's I've played Halo Two a hundred and fifty times. Like yeah. it's one of my favorite games ever. That's what we used to just do was play Halo Two over and over again. Yeah. Um. And I, I don't know. The I, day I remember that. Sorry, uh, quick flashback to college because I remember the day that game came out, and I was we were both living in the same dorm, mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, I remember going heading out to class, and out to class after I had finished Halo, and I think Haas, you were like getting ready to go up the elevator or something like that at the second floor, and he just said, "Hey, Gus, you finished Halo 2? I said, "Yes." And that ending was fantastic. 
the the outrage from people that hated the ending of Halo oh, Two, I never understood it. I loved it. It was it was it was yeah. great. Perfect way, perfect way to stop that. It's like you know, there's going to be another one. Fine, it's just 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 Lord of the Rings it, and there's going to be let's wait for the next one. I think it was the anticipation to get back to Master Chief, and you didn't get to get back to Master Chief because I think that, and you know, it was a teaser for the third. I think it's a really mm-hmm. good teaser, but I think that was kind of like the outrage was like, oh, I wanted to. You're in the game, and you're like, I'm playing as this dude, but I want to get back to that part, and then he just. Didn't I sort think of they originally intended. I think they originally intended part of Halo Three to be mm-hmm. in two. Yes, Is that right. I, yeah, you were supposed I, to I land on New Mombasa. Yeah. yeah, I believe New Mombasa was supposed to be the big, the opener of, the opener of three was going to be the last level of two, and they just decided to, hey, we need to get this out, so we're going to make that the beginning of two, so. It was a good cut, so. The, yeah. and for me, like, I get it, that game was coming in incredibly, incredibly hot, uh, you know, they had to change engines at the beginning of development because the team that had made the engine for Halo 1 split off and went to go make Stubbs a zombie and they weren't involved with Microsoft anymore and they wouldn't license the engine back to him. There was a million things that had stood in the way of that game actually getting done. It's why you didn't have three Halo games that generation. You know, if they had their druthers, you would have got Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, all on the original Xbox. Um, but that just fate didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, for me, the whole marketing campaign, and I don't really like to drum on very much about that, but the whole thing was, you know, very beginning of that, I'm going to give the Covenant their fucking bomb back, these cocksuckers. And so the idea that the game ends that way is that like, oh, you're going back to Earth? I'm going to come there and I'm going to fucking rip your guts out. Yeah. Like for that to be the way that Halo ends, you're like, all right, hell yeah, let's go rip their fucking guts out. <laughs> You know, it set up the really cool civil war angle at the end of that between the elites and the brutes. And it successfully, I would argue, maybe the only time that they have successfully thrown you in the shoes of a new protagonist in an established franchise and redeemed it by the end of a single game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think anybody's done it before. Like, I don't think that Raiden worked out in Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people still complain about it. No one liked Raiden until Revengeance. Like, that's... <laughs> like, A lot of people didn't like Revengeance either. Yes, but there uh, were some people that did like Revengeance, like yeah. me. Yeah, MGS 2 is one of those games that I think, uh, think it was... A lot of people hated it when it came out, and then in, later on in the years, a lot of people liked that better. Instead, mm-hmm. it's like in retrospective, they like it better than the other games or something like that. And oh, that's yeah. just what I've heard from yeah. It's fine, but the problem yeah. that I have with it is that it's such a fucking cop-out. And, you know, I don't want to go too far down a rabbit hole with Metal Gear Solid 2 or anything. But the problem I that I really that's have with it is that for almost every integral story moment, they have to pull in fucking Snake. Right. You know, for all the big story beats in there, they still fucking pull in Snake. So <laughs> mm-hmm. if Snake needs to be here for almost all this shit to happen, just fucking let me play as him. <laughs> right. and, yeah. and that's the thing that's really nice is that, you know, you're going on Search for the Heretic and all this stuff with uh, in Halo 2. Uh, when you're playing as the Arbiter and, you know, you start to learn their culture and everyone treats you like complete dog shit. Uh, because of what happened on the Halo installation in the first game. And you start to understand the way that their hierarchy and things like that work. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And it, it starts to pay itself off. Uh, and by the end of that game, I felt like I was as attached to what was going to happen to the split in the Covenant forces. Like, mm-hmm. are we going to become friends with the elites now? Like, how does this work? You know, like, because right. the, the Covenant is just, a, they're, they're locusts, except instead of killing everything out, they just say, you're one of us now, or we're going to kill you. Yeah. Right. So... It, I, I liked that whole universe. I thought it was really fun. Halo 2 is one of the greatest video games ever made. Uh, and I think that that remaster is a great big old bummer. Mm. Uh, I you think so. Halo 3 is my favorite. Is my favorite from an Halo 3 is perfect. Yeah, Halo is nothing narrative, wrong with that. From a narrative standpoint, Halo 3, I think, is the best one. They did not just the, the writing, the music. Uh, the music is incredible. I know it's the same guy, but... And then the, the 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 marketing campaign they did they did it was 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 run on point as well, uh, yeah. just everything about. It. And yes, some of my favorite lines of dialogue in that entire in the all all of video gaming come from Halo Three. Yeah. So I would agree. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the most underrated games of all time is Halo Three ODST. Really, uh, it's, one, it's one of the, I never finished it on Legendary either. Uh, I have, and I will gladly do it with you if you're looking for a second. Uh, because near the end of that game, especially the highway chase mission in New Mombasa, gets a little oh, Yep. Yeah, I remember it being rough playing on Heroic. The, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, that is, that is my series, man. Like I, yeah. it, and, and, and that comes from somebody who I don't think I like four or five. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've never, four, I didn't like five so much. It's kind of. Eh. I've never been able to decide if I actually like them or not. I don't think I do. Yeah, <laughs> I played through five once, one and a half times. From from my experience of knowing how you seem to enjoy four, um, yeah. But I don't remember you really enjoying five all that much. I remember I liked you the multiplayer it. in four a lot. Yeah, I remember you playing yeah. five, but you didn't really talk about five all that much. You didn't like no. actively hate on it, but. You know, you just didn't talk about it much. But four, I remember you enjoying quite a bit. But. Yeah, I I, that, I felt like that story was a mess. Mm. I had to, for me to actually understand that story, I had to read two fucking novels <laughs> because all the story about the didact, none of that's in the fucking game. Right. Yeah, no. Like they're just like I don't know. There's this guy who shows up in uh, like a big ball bearing, and he I don't know. It, the, so like all the bad guys are kind of made out of numbers. It's the whole thing. We know they intended to go that direction with that with that big giant metallic, you know, planet type of thing because that's where the legendary ending in Halo Three ends ends up. But well, uh, I get it. But like, yeah. I just felt like they didn't do like Halo Three and Halo Two. I think are like masterful in their minimalist but still clear storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like Halo Four, they just don't tell you anything. Right. It's like, oh, that's the didact. Who the fuck is that? That, right. <laughs> Why do I care? Yeah, I had a hard time figuring that out in my first playthrough. I'm like, who's the, 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 who, who's this guy again? And some, and, and now, for some reason, Master Chief is a Super Saiyan or something? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, like, and, and fool me twice, shame on me, man. Uh, because, you know, I went out and bought multiple Eric Nyland fucking written Halo novels just so I could understand what that game was about. <laughs> Still not worth it. Oh, Still not worth it. <laughs> But yeah, the multiplayer was great in four. It still felt like okay, it, these guys are capable of doing that, you know. 
Um, but yeah, all right. So let's talk about remakes. So we let's talked about that. one. Yeah, that we talked about one of them. We're divided on. Mm -hmm. um, and the less said about the Halo 1 remake, the better. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Enough said. But <laughs> where do you guys stand on remakes? What, what are some of uh, the remakes that jump out at you? Uh, you know, well, I, I've, I've mentioned mine already, of course. The Final Fantasy VII remake, I think, despite the narrative direction they've gone with it a little bit, I kind of like, I don't know, I'm on the fence about. It's otherwise, it hits all of the major plot points, and it's a fantastic recreation of the of the original of the original storyline of Final Fantasy VII up to the uh, the Midgar escape. Uh, the the care I don't remember the characters in the original FF seven being quite as fleshed out as they are in seven. Absolutely seven, not. 30, Thirty to forty hour game. Now, yeah. And and in the original original seven, uh, Midgar is only the first six to seven hours, and you're out. Right. And now you're out in the world. and You're off to calm. Uh, but having a lot more time, like I didn't like Aerith all that much. In the original game, I, I really? now and I wasn't really big. I wasn't a really big big fan of her at all. It was, it was all right. It was kind of there. I was more like Team Tifa the whole time, and I still am. But uh, uh, but now, since you have so much more time with each character, and they all have their their own like kind of like stories, you get to interact with them more. You get to know them. You're you have much more attachment. And having a more a higher level of give a shit about these characters now, because now when, spoiler alert, you know when when Jesse and the and the rest of the Avalanche team bite the dust at the at the at the uh, at the, at the pillar, at the second mm -hmm. pillar, you know it's 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 suddenly it, they get a much better send off in remake yeah. than they ever got. And the first one, which is just a couple of lines of dialogue, and then they just get squashed like a pancake by the by the plate falling, which you don't see. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. They they uh, really flesh those characters out way more in this version. Um, so. Also, remake also acknowledges very subtly the existence of the rest of compilation, especially Crisis Core. Before Crisis, there's a little bit of a hint of dirge in there as well. Um, and then when it, Advent Children is somehow tied in there underneath the underneath the, the floorboard somewhere. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, it, it's there's like when you first meet Aerith in the the Sector Five Church, um, like like when you fall in the in the in the in the the, the, the flower bed, and then Reno shows up, and um, uh, Aerith is, is like, hey, can you protect me or whatever? Says, well, it's going to cost you. And she says, well, she says, okay, one date ought to do it. He's like, excuse me, that's a reference to Crisis Core. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, <laughs> like that's what Zach said. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 if you haven't played the original FF Seven, you're still going to have a great time. I've watched enough people play it that have never played the original Seven before. I've never played the Final Fantasy before, and I've already kind of like. Chopped a couple of little minor details in here for of it for you, but um, uh, if you if you're gonna have a much different take on things than you would if you played the original, if you played the original and have a working kind of haphazard knowledge of compilation, I think you're gonna have a lot more appreciation for what's going on in here. They do there are some change ups going on. I uh, I don't like Nomura's whispers 
little the, the dementor ghosts flying around oh yeah the, the time ghosts yeah the plot ghosts i'm not a big fan of that but uh you know that this is this is the end of they're not going to be around in the next uh go him them going forward they've already mentioned that in the ultimania interviews yeah but um yeah well they um, changed everything that's the thing so, yeah you know. so i i like i'm cautiously optimistic about where they're going to go with this because they still yeah. said they want to hit all of the major plot points Mm-hmm. But it may not be in the same order or in the same fashion, right? As it may have been. They don't know where this is going to end up. Like I, I think they, they started yeah. working on this back in November. Like they already had a team working on the second part in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, because the next event, now that they're outside of Midgar, is is when the original game is. You didn't have anywhere else but to go straight to Calm, and that's right. where Cloud drops his his version of the story of what happened in Nibelheim. Right. So, and that's going to be, if the, they, they took the level of detail for just the Midgar arc, what, mm-hmm. what they did with remake. And they apply that to, 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 to calm Nibelheim, Mount Corel, the golden saucer. Holy shit, man. Right. Imagine yeah. the snowboarding. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Sean White. Uh-huh. Shows up. Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting uh, direction to take it just because now you don't know where the story is going to go, which is interesting because they changed pretty much everything with the ending of that first one. So you to to drum up interest for something that's, you know, essentially a remake to now have a different direction for these things to go. Like you said, they want to hit those same plot points, but it's like, does that like we don't know who or when someone is actually going to, you know, get off at some point or if it'll even happen. So it, it's yeah. very interesting to going there, forward. There are a lot, there's a numerous of like these, these big brain 500 HQ 4d chess uh, right. fan theories going on out there. Some of them, are, a couple of them are, I think they have a little bit of merit to it. I try right. not to listen to too many of them. Like there's the gods. <laughs> That if you haven't right. looked at that one, I mean, it it it's, it makes sense. The, and the rest of it, I don't I don't really buy just yet. There's, there's some people that think that Marlene is an ancient. I'm like, nah, no. Other than the only, I'm not gonna go that far. Yeah, the only theory that I've seen that kind of makes sense to me is that they might make you choose whether to kill off Tifa or Aerith at some point. Like, like that that to me is kind of like the know. vision that you saw in the yeah. tower, right? Um, right. I, I don't know. I was in, I initially thought that they're going to do either the switcheroo and and yeah, one off instead of the other. Now mm-hmm. I'm not so sure. Right. Because and I I know we're into spoiler territory here already. So if whoever's listening, you don't want to hear. About right. It, yeah. Skip ahead a few minutes, but um, like when you saw or hinted at Sephiroth axing both Barrett and Tifa in that vision. Right, yeah. And then and then Sephiroth gives Barrett the knife in the Shinra executive office and then the ghosts bring him back. Yeah. And so yeah. but now I'm thinking he had to know that the ghosts were gonna resurrect him. Right. Because yeah. Because the this the they had said in the interviews that the, the the devs were saying that Sephiroth's job is to get the characters away from the original plot line and the ghosts are there to keep them closer to it. Right. Yeah. So, and yeah. then, and so I, I, I'm not so sure that they're gonna 
X the other one now. I don't know. I could be wrong. Who knows? I don't that, want to that is it. probably that is probably my only complaint about the remake is that uh, Sephiroth is in it too much. Yes, um, I agree. The, Way too damn. Yeah, the, yeah the, the mystique of Sephiroth is the same thing for, you know, Pyramid Head. He's not in everything. He's not there all the time. You're, you're not sparingly. Yeah, you're not even introduced to Sephiroth in the original game until after really Yeah. You're not, formally, the the you're not formally introduced to him until after you've left Midgar, more or less. Yeah, yeah. It's, you, uh, yeah so you see you, you see him, you kind of know who he is, but yeah. you don't really get to meet him for the first time until long after where this the remake finishes. Yeah. There's there's a mystique about him back then, and now obviously everybody knows who he is, so yeah. they kind of have to indulge on it like really heavily so that they're shoving dark chocolate into your mouth and it's like i ah, i don't want any more dark chocolate so you know yeah there you go. Uh, the, <laughs> i think there's there's a couple of cameos and, and stuff in there that like people who haven't ever played the game just have no idea what this is oh who's this suddenly this after the after the plate falls like oh there's this cat with a crown on his head going oh no what right. what just happened like that that's kate right. Nobody knows who who Kate Sith is at this point, or who's controlling. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. okay, the only people that are going to know what that's about are the ones that played the original. Everyone else is right, like, exactly. "Oh, mystery cat, who's this?" Um, <laughs> and somebody, yeah, I, I haven't watched a ton of this game, but like you know, I, I've seen a few of the like you know, kind of the more insidery kind of references that get dropped, mm-hmm. and it. Uh, some of it reeks a little bit too much of oh, only '90s kids are going to get this. Room. Yeah, exactly. I, that's <laughs> exactly know? the vibe I got from some of this. Some of it's uh, some of those are like pure fan service. The fan service is definitely there, but there you, you can can you play a remake without having played the original? Yeah, you can. You're going to yeah. walk away with a different idea or a different interpretation of what's going on because you, you, you don't know anything any different. <laughs> you um, don't know. You don't. You, well, you don't know. Um, if I could I, actually maybe use this as an opportunity to yeah. kind of guide us towards another game and we yeah. can come back to this sure, yeah, is that I think that there is a game that's on the list of ones that I had sent you earlier that does this much more classily than the way that final fantasy seven remake does a lot of their reference dropping. Um, I would argue that resident evil two remake mm-hmm. when you see in the first playthrough a uh, Mr. X. Oh God! <laughs> laying dead mm-hmm. at the near the beginning of that game, I my mind went, "What the fuck? He's not supposed." Oh no! He's not supposed. <laughs> oh no! Oh God! <laughs> because Mr. And- didn't show up till much later. He yeah. didn't show up until the second playthrough. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Man, when he when I saw him for the first time in there, like I think that the way that Resident Evil 2 remake, or you know, even down to uh the uh the gun shop, the way that they re-envisioned a lot of that stuff, yes, it is uh it's good payoff. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's a it's a good way to reimagine what had happened before, while at the same time not just dropping things like "Remember when this happened," you know, like I there. I understand that with something like Final Fantasy VII that has to happen, but when you start talking about how oh this even pulls in stuff from Dirg of Gerberbus, like who gives a fuck about Dirge of Cerberus? 
Yeah, no, buddy. <laughs> it's so you know, but it's in there, and I understand. But you know, it cheapens Vincent's character on top of it. Oh God, it's so bad. Yeah, it takes like one of the cooler characters from that and goes like, "What if he was like fucking emo in what, what if, circa what if he was 2005? Dante? What if he was Dante? Right? I mean." Right, yeah. What if he was literally Dante? What if he was in like one of the worst shooters you've ever played? I forgot all about Dirge of Cerberus. <laughs> that game fucking sucks. Yeah, I know. I remember. Oh man. Game. I remember. So I was I was in the industry at that time, and I had gone to a I had gone to a Square event, and they were that was around the same time as what was it Fabula Nova Crystallis and all this oh, shit yeah. that was going on. Yeah, that's uh, the, that's the that's the latest compilation of that's where thirteen and fifteen fall into. Okay, all right, so that's the thirteen shit. So yeah. I can't remember. It was it Crystalis? Is what all the Final Fantasy VII shit was? Uh, uh Final Fantasy VII. They just called it compilation of Final Fantasy VII. Okay, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I remember that was around the first time that they had started you know, trying to go transmedia with this shit. Um, yeah, and, and they're just showing oh, off oh, like, oh, man. I, I. I when I saw Dirge of Cerberus, I thought, like, this is a Majesco game that they put high-quality CG in. <laughs> like, you know, it just, it looked like, you know, what if uh, Killer7 didn't have cool style? You know, it, if Killer7 didn't have cool style, it would just be a shitty shooter. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, right. you know it's, uh, that, it's not- that game was, woof. That was, that? A, that was the cel-shaded shooter, wasn't it? It was. It was super cell shaded, and it had that completely insane story uh, from oh, right. Suda Fifty One. Ah, uh, okay, I remember now. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I a, feel- a regular reference on this show. I'm a big Suda Fifty One guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that man doesn't know how to really make very good video games, but he makes cool video games. <laughs> he knows how to make style. Yeah, all his shit is yeah. super stylish. But, uh, um, but, but uh, yeah, sorry, sorry to yank everybody back to Resident, no, good. Resident Evil. But uh, I, I have not played any of the new ones. I've watched playthroughs of them. I've been living on Twitch the past month and a half since I haven't really been working. Uh, so uh, uh, Resident Evil Two remake looks pretty awesome. I don't do well with horror games anymore, uh, so I'm kind of reluctant to actually play through it, especially since Mr. X scared the bejesus out of me in the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but it looks really awesome and hats off to it for being so, looking and playing so cool. I like all the mods that people were putting out for it, like turning uh, like Mr. X into Thomas the Tank Engine or, or the Goose from Goose Game. Uh, if you end up getting the game, I have, I have some cool stuff to send you. So uh. I've, I've seen some I've seen some uh, <clears throat> some pretty uh, uh, different mods for uh, both two and three. How- how erotic do you want your Mister uh, X? Is my I, question. God, yeah, no, I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen the, I've seen the, uh, uh, the erotic Claire playthrough and Leon as well. It's pretty. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to sexualize my Claire or Leon. I just want to sexualize Mister X. <laughs> Mister Triple X is more like it. X, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So the Resident Evil Two remake, I think, is you know, it was what was it our runner up? Yeah, it was our runner up for Game of the Year last year. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, Resident Evil 2 might be the best remake ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely near the top of the heap. Um, yeah. The Resident Evil 1 remake is also absolutely incredible. 
Right. Uh, um, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot they remade the first one for the yeah. GameCube. Yeah. I'm. Oh. Uh, yeah. Didn't they? Didn't they remake remaster it from? Yeah, it's just an HD. Yeah, it's just an HD remaster. But that's still the GameCube game. When you go and look at it, you're like, wow, this looks hot as shit. Imagine how hot that looked in 2002. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and be before I forget, since I was talking about mods a second ago, I think the funniest mod, I think, for RE2 right, uh, was the fact that uh, that that uh, whenever Mr. X would show up, it plays X going to give it to you. Yes, <laughs> that, that's a very good one. I think that's, that's a classic, a, yeah. Better one. Uh Brandon, uh ha, what what kind of remakes uh are any of those Shantae games technically remakes? No, they're all sequels. Um are they all sequels? Uh, that, there there were there were some re-releases, but they never remade any of the first three. Um and then they all or first two. Um and then the, all the rest are sequels. But one that I think stands out uh is um uh that came out last year was uh Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Uh, I thought that stood out very well. Um, mm, yes. I, I absolutely adore that game. I'm still playing it right now. Uh, I've got it on the Switch. Uh, that was I got the that Christmas. Game, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was yes. the, game Boy. the first Game Boy game, I think. That was yeah, an but... original Game Boy game that used a lot of the design ideas uh, from A Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Um, had uh, a bunch of Mario game characters uh, thrown into it, and they kept that up in the new one. So, um, they were really, Mario really solid. Yeah, it has like Goombas and uh, Chain, Chain Chomps. Chomps. Really? Yeah, uh, they, they, they kept Koopas. all those in the remake. I thought that was they could have they could have easily like remade those or reskinned them as being like some like new Zelda enemies, but they just. They just kept the Goombas and the Koopas and the the Chain Chops in the in the remake. I thought that was a lot of fun. They were there in the original as well. Oh, okay. Yes. I thought I mm -hmm. thought that was stuff they threw in in the remake. I'm like, I hate crossover no. stuff. No, ah. no, no. It was that was the original. I, like, I thought I hate the, Kingdom there, so much. Ah. Oh, yeah. There were rumors that uh, that that there were like a, there was like an asset limit thing, but it was just Miyamoto wanting to throw in some some. Uh, characters from uh, from mario in the original uh but it's you the first mario right there you go yeah right uh, it's the first zelda game that uh, took place outside of hyrule um there's only what three of those i think yes. uh yeah i think majora's mask and tracks phantom tracks is that the only ones spirit tracks is yeah is it the spirit tracks is that i think that's the only ones that took place outside of hyrule is those three um, I know. I don't know where like Wanda Gamelon takes place, but oh well, yeah they they all they didn't happen. Don't worry that about takes, them. That, that, that takes, takes place in hell. Takes place in an athlete, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah. uh, I'm not very versed in the Zelda universe because I don't really like Zelda too much. I like Why? I like the aesthetic of Zelda. I like how it looks. I like our artwork and stuff from it. I like how I like the the the, the, the how it looks and when i'm not i just i tried to get into that series i played and beat the original legend of zelda on an emulator in college just to say that i finished it i had to use a guide to do it but i did it and then i a couple of years ago i tried the same thing I tried to start up a, a link to the past because everybody loves link to the past it's and perfect i got I get into the first dungeon like partway through it. And I, I just, I got tired of dying and going back to the beginning, like all the way across the damn map. But I said, 
this. I'm done. I'm sorry. I can't stand this. So I just, no, I, I, I just rage quit and I said, I'm done with that. That makes zero sense to me. I, I totally respect your ability to, uh, to not be into that. That makes zero sense to me. <laughs> I just don't I can't understand it, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I get it. Everybody is, uh, is, is free to their own choices. Uh, even if they make the wrong ones. <laughs> um, I, let's, let's go to something that we, we can maybe all agree with. Uh, I think, uh, the Metroid Zero Mission remake of the original Metroid on the Game Boy Advance and Metroid Samus Returns, the remake of Metroid 2 from the Game Boy for the 3DS, are two incredible remakes um, that take everything that was great about the original and add new things to make it better. Like, I, I don't know when the last time either of you tried to play the original Metroid was. That game sort of sucks. That game is terrible. It's out of Few games ever made a worse first impression. And still get like, many sequels, right? Well, then, the game gets great, but its first impression is terrible. Like right. later on, once you actually get powered up, that's why, yeah. you know, we talked about the abilities on this podcast yeah. a couple of weeks ago, I think yeah. Metroid is the best use of the abilities in video games. So when yeah. Super Metroid came out, the beginning of that game, you start out fully power up. You've got missiles, you've got charge shot, you've got everything. <laughs> um, you go off, you do a boss fight immediately that I'm pretty sure you can't even lose. And it just yeah. shows you this game's going to have crazy scale to it and you're going to have great weapons and all this shit. And then an explosion happens, the facility blows up and you lose your stuff and you start back to the beginning. So they tease you with the abilities. Um, and if Metroid 1 had an abilities, I bet that game would be way better. Uh <laughs> Because, man, it takes like an hour or more in Metroid 1 if you know what you're doing before that game is fun to play. <laughs> yeah, and that's the key with like the original the original NES games is that you I, all the games came with a map. And if you don't have that map or any other way of guidance, you have no idea what you're doing. Oh, that, uh, that, uh, that I... For Metroid... For even some, one of the Dragon Warrior games, even, uh, but it, like Metroid's another series I just couldn't get into. I'll watch somebody play Metroid. Like I've, I watch speedruns of Super Metroid. I think it's a phenomenal game to watch run. But uh, I another I just couldn't get into Metroid either. I mean, I tried as well. Not even Metroid Prime. Yeah, I tried to get into Metroid. Oh, I hated the controls on Metroid Prime. You you are on you drugs, sir. Like, oh my god. Who thought the right the right thumbstick does something other than turn or strafe? Who came up with this? F it's a lock on mode? game. Oh my god, it drove me nuts. <laughs> no, it's a first person version of Zelda. Oh, that's why it's a first person <laughs> Zelda Ocarina of Time. That's why you don't like it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's why you don't like it. Yeah, uh, I don't like the but either. So I didn't that game it. was designed in such a way because uh, we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago. We had a Turok episode, and I said that like you know some of the stuff that they put in Turok for the Nintendo sixty four was kind of pivotal uh, for platforming in first person shooter games mm -hmm. because if you remember in Turok, whenever you go to jump onto the next platform, it mm -hmm. dips the camera down so you can see where your feet are going to land. Um, so Metroid Prime took that and ran with it to a crazy degree. 
um, and I think made the right decision for what that game had to do and made the left stick control like it would in any other action game. Mm -hmm. Um, And it did crazy stuff with the visor and dipping the camera and all that kind of stuff. So if at its core, Metroid Prime is an adventure game, like a a traditional action adventure game. Um, But it does it from a different perspective. Um, And it, I think it just, it does it so fucking cool. Um, And yeah, like the, I, I'm sorry that we've dug down this hole, but God, that game's perfect. You should try that game again. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, like Metroid Zero Mission totally makes Metroid 1 better in every conceivable way. It's great to pick up and play. It was an awesome portable game. It was easy to be consumed in small chunks. Uh, like I just, uh, that game did not leave my Game Boy Advance SP for probably a good year. I just played it over and over huh. and over. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I I still have my GameCube. It's down at my parents' place. And I have I have Prime. I, I got maybe a mission or two into it. And I just like ah, and I kind of lost. And it's the same with uh, it's not a remake, but uh, it's uh, what was that? Uh, the 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 horror game that fucked with you. Uh, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. That, that one, yeah, that's another one I didn't finish. I'm so much upset I never did. But that game's also over overrated. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> like, well, and, uh, here's the sad thing about playing that game in the year 2020 uh, is that uh, like all the tricks that that game used to play in, you don't work anymore because yeah. uh, it, Vol- you're not changing over to a VCR. Your volume meter on your TV doesn't look that way. It's just weird, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't uh, know if that game is overrated, but um, uh, yeah. it was yeah. ugly. Yeah. I mean, most. Nintendo games typically are. Uh, <laughs> what? The GameCube, that had some of the hottest looking shit that generation. What are you talking oh, about? Non-Nintendo property Nintendo games. Let's say that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, as far as other remakes go that I think a lot of us can agree I was probably really good, perhaps. Black Mesa came out recently. Yeah. It's and so good. I did. I that's another one of those games I tried to get into early back, way back when, like, cause I played Half-Life two first. I'd never played the original Half-Life. When I went back to try to play the original Half-Life, I got to the first level or whatever. And I just couldn't figure out what to do. Like I'm lost here guys. I don't know. That just, I just can't get into this. But now I look at black Mesa. I'm thinking maybe I can get into that. You know, right, at the top yeah. of the right now. Um, so I'm looking at black Mesa and that's a fan remake. That is a fan game. Well, it, it no. also had funding from right. Valve. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like that game, uh, I don't know. Like, have you played Black Mesa yeah, at all? I, I mean, I mean, I guess you could call it an indie game at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. As a uh, mark, but uh, no, I have not played Black Mesa. I've seen it in action, but I have not played it. Well, I finished it recently. So uh, when they went... Uh, when they released Zen, I started playing it a little bit, but then once it finally went 1.0, like a month later, I uh, went through and finally finished it because I had played through it seven years ago mm-hmm. and it was all the way up until you go to Zen. And then we waited uh, like another seven years for that last chapter of the game to get added. Oh, so, oh, wow. So this has been like in, been like released in chunks over the last decade. This was one of the first early access games. Wow. Oh, wow. I see. I didn't know that. So that's this. This yeah. is like this is like Halo S- SPV three, 
almost. If you guys don't know what that is, that's the that's the single player version three, the fan remake of the original Halo. That's like a reimagining, totally rework of the original game. Yes, but, except um, this is a slightly more official. But right. they had to go completely dark after uh, Black Mesa, call it Chapter One, uh, mm-hmm. released because none of the tools, basically. Uh, the way that the Quake 2 engine was used to make Half-Life, one of the reasons that everybody says, oh, Half-Life is amazing, except for like the last hour. The last hour of Half-Life is kind of a mess when you go to the alien homeworld. Zen, Um, And so for them to make Zen, they kind of had, this is two completely different games stapled together. So Mm. almost all the physics are different. Uh, You know, they add tons of different weapons and all Mm. sorts of stuff happens in Zen. And uh, then for once Zen released, they went back and completely redid the graphics on everything else again to make it a little bit. It's still the Half-Life 2 Source engine. It's still Source 1. It's not like Portal's. Uh, Portal 2's Source 2 engine. Um, So it's the game still doesn't look super, super modern. Um, But they went back and did another graphical pass, and it it looks incredible. Like, Black Mesa is in the year of our Lord 2020. If somebody said, hey, man, I want to know what this Half-Life 1 is all about, I would would have to tell you to play Black Mesa. I still (laughs) play uh, Half-Life Standard, and I probably will, when I do my yearly replay of Half-Life and Half-Life 2, I'll probably still play the vanilla version. Uh, but Black Mesa is incredible. But, you know, I played it in 1998, you know, like when it first came out. So, like, I have blood memories all over that thing that, you know, that I'll never be able to get rid of. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that, that Black Mesa uh, remake is incredible. It's definitely a hell of a lot better than fucking Half-Life Source. What a disaster. <laughs> Never what a it. disaster. Never so, played. I have heard about this. What makes it so awful? I, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'll give you a tiny little, uh, you know, explanation of what the hell Half-Life Source is. So when Half-Life 2 came out in 2004, that's when Steam launched. Uh, mm-hmm. And to get everybody on there to, uh, to get... Uh, so do you remember people always ranting and raving about Counter-Strike, uh, Counter-Strike 1.6? Yeah, to get Counter Strike uh, Counter Strike 1.6, the released launched full version of that game, you had to have Steam, uh, right. and people didn't want Steam because Steam was bad, which is hilarious when you think about it now. And everybody raves, uh, you know, and, and bitches and complains whenever something's not on Steam. Uh, right. But in those days, you had to have it. So they started making all of these value ads uh, for people to get on the platform. So mm-hmm. if you bought Half Life Two through Steam, uh, they would give you. Uh, Counter-Strike Source. Right. Uh, They would give you Half-Life Source. There there was a bunch of Source Engine, you know, so the technology that runs it, ports of the old games. Counter-Strike Source ran fine. Half-Life Source does not. Right. Um, So basically what they did was uh, they moved uh, Half-Life off of the Quake 2 engine onto the new Source Engine that was running... uh, 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 Half-Life 2. So the right. problem that they encountered is that, like, uh, well, I'll t- I'll, we'll talk about the benefits first. Improved character models, uh, improved lighting in some situations. Uh, the water from Half-Life 2 is actually in there, so it changed all the water tech. Um, okay. And it was designed to bring 
you know, higher polygon models and all sorts of stuff to it. It wasn't necessarily a full remake, but there's enough stuff that had to change at a foundational level because it didn't run on the Quake 2 engine anymore that I kind of consider it a remake. Sure. But it's it's mm -hmm. fucking broken. <laughs> like, I'm back. Uh, uh, so the uh, so the problems with Half-Life Source, there are still levels today. I played Half-Life Source for the first time in 2004, back when it fucking came out. There are still lighting problems that are broken from then <laughs> that were never fixed. There's whole levels where the skybox starts encroaching on the environment. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> wow. It's terrible. The sky like, is literally it, falling. Like, and there's whole parts like where they change some of the damage modeling in it for some god awful reason. Where like, uh, so you get the, uh, just like from Half-Life 2, the rocket launcher where you can kind of guide the rockets. Um, right. Like the helicopters are fucked up. So there's a couple of missions where you have the option. It's not required. We have the option to down these helicopters so that they're not spraying fire at you. They take for whatever reason, like three times as many rockets and you don't have enough rockets to actually kill them. Right. Why? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's just, it's terrible. Like, you know, there are some things that are better. Like the enemy AI is better because they actually threw a lot of the Half-Life 2 AI into the human soldiers uh, that you fight about half-ish way through Half-Life 1. So you see them doing like more intelligent uh, squad tactics and things like that. But that bugs out a lot. Right. So you'll see guys just like running at walls or just like standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down. It's like that. It's like the 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 strangest Gears of War fight you've ever been in. Um, but yeah, it, it, speaking of fucking uh, terrible remakes, that fucking Gears of War 1 remake is a fucking disaster. But that I, I'll leave that one for another day. What a piece of shit that is. I think uh, you raved on that when it came out. It's fucking terrible. It doesn't work. <laughs> I hate it. I paid fucking I $50 for that thing. I didn't even really like Gears of War that much. I, didn't really, I love Gears of War. Everyone tells me they get better as the series goes on. I have Gears 2 somewhere in my queue somewhere, but uh, I tend to play it. But I wasn't uh, The secret of Gears of War, play it with a homie. It's always been that way. With yeah. friends, it's so much fun. You laugh so much because the shit's so dumb. Uh, <laughs> like, it's yeah. just... I'm a co-op guy. I've always been a co-op guy. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I, some of the greatest experiences I've ever had playing video games have been in co-op with my idiot friends. Hold on. I've been, I've, been, uh, I've been a single player guy most of the time because I never even want to prep to play shit. But uh, that notwithstanding, I, Gears was one of those games I just couldn't wait to be done with it. I it was like, okay, this was this was okay for a little while. I was like, God, am I done yet? So it, it, the first one, especially now when you look at it, it's just a bunch of weird meat heads with giant teeth and strange fingers. Yeah, and you know, like mm -hmm. it, it's it, much it was. Yeah. And, you know, it by Halo, by Halo, by Gears of War 2, um, they substantially change the formula uh, and vary the gameplay a lot more. So it's not just, all right, it, Gears of War 1 has two, two sections of combat other than the bit where you're in the truck with the spotlight. That is like kind of the one outlier. Other than that, it's... Uh, walk into a room with your buddies and then there's a bunch of guys that'll pour in and kill them and move on. It'll go. Bram. 
know? And that's how that conflict ends. And then there's the second way that kind of sucks, especially if you're going to play it on insane where I'll go left, you go right. And you can't pick each other up if you, if you die. Right. So, and that just sucks. It's artificially like, if I was with my friends and I was like, hey, there's a bunch of monsters here that'll probably kill us. We might want to stick together, right, guys? You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Call me crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I I like Gears of War. I, I understand when, like, so my friend Todd, fan of the show um, that I went to high school with, I've known this guy for fucking ever. Um, when he first got an Xbox 360, uh, he bought it to play Bioshock. So he played through Bioshock and that was in the days where uh, like party chat wasn't even out, but they had like private chat where you could, you know, talk to each other while you're each playing different games and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was like, Hey man, like, you know, we should play a co-op game sometime. He's like, there's not really anything to play. I'm like, we could play gears. He's like, well, I already traded gears back in. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I played like an hour of it and I hated it. (laughs) What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, I just hated it. It was dumb. I'm like, did you play it alone? (laughs) <laughs> and uh and he's like well yeah and i'm like well just i'll tell you what and it was at a time where like i think i just i ordered it at his GameStop, and he just had to go pick it up kind of thing i'm like just go pick up the game i bought it for you i want you to try this thing and so the funny thing about that is that it, since then we've played through every gears game on insane and beaten them all together because of what a fucking hilarious time. Because Gears of War 1 is notoriously buggy. We had a section where there was a burned out car that just started doing barrel rolls. <laughs> in, but it was like sitting in place. So it was kind of like a carny ride. Yeah. Uh, it was all kinds of crazy shit and just had a good time. And, you know, like that that's one thing when, you know, like even Halo. Like, you know, I, I yes, I've beaten like almost all the Halo games on Legendary by myself. But i'd still rather play it with a friend <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you know like it if anything it's kind of it kind of becomes like a chat room uh and sure. and it it's a pretty good time um yeah. i've got a i've got one other game that i want to talk about i don't know if you guys have actually played it i um, i have one as well i have one more uh cool we'll finish up uh, on yours i think uh no let's, yeah. let's all grab one more so okay, uh, go cool. ahead yeah, so this is a remake. Uh, you might have been this might have been the one you wanted to talk about. I don't know, but it's complete. Re- it's a remaster. Uh, but uh, Shadow of the Colossus uh, remaster on the PlayStation. That's 4. a full remake. It's yeah, a full. It is full remake. That's right. Yeah. So it wasn't just yeah. So uh, that was re rendered and all that crap. Right. Yeah. Incredible. It's amazing. It came out on my birthday two years ago, actually. So it's like, uh, <laughs> but I I love that game. I love the the Ico franchise, if you want to call it that. I don't know. The trilogy. The Ecoverse. Yeah, the Ecoverse, let's call it. Uh, what it <laughs> That's what it yeah. Put it. yeah, yeah. And uh that that remake um is so good. Like it enhances that first experience like so much because again, the whole point of the first one is that it was this kind of epic scale and you know uh it looked beautiful back then. Like at the PlayStation two, that was beautiful for the PlayStation two. Like it brought by, it by, to its knees. Yeah. Like to, to every stretch, like it was amazing, uh, ran beautifully. So like taking it out again and like remastering of this and making those Colossi look terrifying. Like they were scary, man. Like in that remake, it was so good. It's on my, it's on my roommate's PS4 right now. I play it. I pick it up every now and then and just play through it. It's it's amazing. Like I absolutely adore it. The combat song from Shadow of the Colossus. 
uh, might be like top five video game song for me, period. It's, it's uh, for me, it would be like BFD, uh, BFG division from Doom 2016. Let's just listen. Uh, the combat song from Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, the main theme from Halo 3. Yeah. Um, the battle theme from Halo 3. Right. Uh, and the menu music from Resident Evil 2. <laughs> that I don't know why I just like it I oh. you, I could just be walking down the street and you play that music and I'd be like cool, cool. <laughs> oh man if uh if we're talking <laughs> sorry if we're talking uh menu music we, we got to talk about uh uh which wrestling game Mer- no mercy the no mercy <laughs> that's one of my favorites the music Dude. sucks Dick, dick, dickity dog, dick, dick, dickity dog, dickity dog, dickity dog, dickity dog, dickity dog, dickity dog, Gus, what's your next? Uh, what's your last one? Uh, oh, off the list here. Let's see. Uh, well, it, it can be anything you want, good or bad remake. Uh, I can think of any top, off top top of my head, uh, good or bad. God, I could talk about FF Seven remake all damn night. But uh, let's see. Uh, the, the, the the we only talked about one in the bad column here. We have two others here. Uh, oh God, there's Twin Snakes, which I also never played, and then there's also Conquer Live and Reloaded. <laughs> yeah, I believe yeah. I, I think I own that game. I may have played it for like ten minutes. I don't remember anything about it, but I do own the original Conquer's Bad Fur Day. It is the only N64 game that I own, and. Uh, I think I played and beat it two or three times. And yeah, yeah I never did play live and reloaded. I'm told it was not great. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I know nothing about, um, virtually nothing about anything else on this list, except the one that isn't listed. And we already talked about it for like at a half an hour. <laughs> the, uh, so the conquer live and reloaded remake is bad for a litany of reasons um it it's missing whole sections of the game Mm. like whole levels are gone there's a reason why when they ported uh when they did the rare replay collection for the xbox one a few years back Mm -hmm. uh you'll notice they they included the n64 version of conquer and not uh live and reloaded Uh, even though they put other original xbox and 360 games in there um So that was actually a conscious choice. That game was rushed out. So after uh, Microsoft had purchased Rare from Nintendo, um, Microsoft just had a shit experience with Rare. The Stamper Brothers, you know, despite the fact that they had put out, they had so many teams that were churning out content all through the N64 uh, life cycle by the time they had to change their tools to make uh, dinosaur planet which became Star Fox adventures uh, they had consolidated all their t- uh, consolidated all their teams down to one and so by the t- and they had to leave all that stuff behind so when they went to Microsoft uh, you know on that entire generation all you got out of rare a like 700 million dollar purchase for Microsoft was grabbed by the ghoulies and uh conquer live and reloaded that wasn't even ready so yeah. the game's not done 
It had a pretty good online component. So if you do hear anybody talk about Conquer Live and Reloaded in a positive context, it's usually because that game had a pretty fun online. But uh, And also, by that time, all those Saving Private Ryan references and Matrix jokes and all that shit, by 2004, that game just felt like it was in, it was for idiots. Uh, you know, like they didn't update. You know, I understand yeah. that it was a remake, but like they didn't do anything yeah that was new to it other than adding the online piece so it just felt old and gross right (laughs) uh it was a good looking game that's kind of the other thing that you'll hear is that like it it really looked good but i'm of the opinion that conquer is a bad game um yeah it's i don't fault anyone for liking it but it's not a good game (laughs) no it's 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 a it's it's a it's a dumb game meant to be fun in the dumb way and that yeah, it's uh, your it's your basic n64 fair with with dirty jokes in it right that's that's, yeah, what, that, that's the novelty yeah, it's all well, and and they really took it to the next level when microsoft put out live and reloaded because then you could take the beeps off so you could really <laughs> hear him say the f what? he said the f you guys <laughs> oh god He's a cute character, and he's dropping F-bombs. Oh, um, no. What will Miyamoto think? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, the, the, the world of remakes hasn't necessarily always been kind. And behind every bad game like that, there's typically a litany, a litany of reasons why it was never going to work. Yeah. Um, you know, like the Half-Life Source thing... That was just them putting Band-Aid on Steam to get people to download Steam because nobody wanted to download Steam. But you had to have Steam to play Half-Life 2. So they started giving you bonuses and Half-Life Source was one of them. It was also Half-Life Multiplayer and Counter-Strike Source and all this other shit that they just kind of gave you to just, please install Steam. You'll love it. I swear, you know, 15 years from now, you'll yell at other companies for trying to make a store that's not Steam, uh, which you would have laughed at at the time. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, the... The the doomed stuff like Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes. I remember not liking Twin Snakes at the time. It wasn't till about five years ago on this podcast, I picked up a copy of the Twin Snakes and played it again. That game is bad. <laughs> it is bad. Yeah. It what's hilarious to me, and like arguably one of the most damning things about Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes, is that it runs on the Metal Gear Solid 2 engine. And it came out three years after Metal Gear Solid 2, and it looks worse. Imagine. Mm. <laughs> that is... Imagine a it, game coming out two, two or three years after, the, its, or after its engine came out and looking worse than the original game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't look worse than Metal Gear Solid 1, but it looks worse than Metal Gear Solid 2. Mm. You know, it, it's it's just, it's bad. It, uh, you know, it it was kind of a failure on all fronts. That's another Silicon Knights thing. Uh, mm. You know, it, it one of the the many Dennis Dyack uh, uh, farts in the wind. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that just, I, I'm no Dennis Dyack apologist, I'll tell you that much. Although I do love the original Legacy of Kane. Uh, not Soul Reaver, Legacy of Kane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Blood Omen. Blood Omen. Yeah, uh, can't find anymore. Not even yeah. old games. 
because uh, I that's another game where I don't think the source code exists anymore. So I still have yeah. my PS One copy. I have uh, I have the rest of the games in the Legacy of Kane series, but I still haven't played them. And I, but I don't have the original Blood Omen. Uh, it, it honestly like Legacy of Kane One is kind of like it, it's like a pretty cool Zelda game. Uh, so you'll hate it. Um, but the other ones are much more like it's basically what if Tomb Raider had time traveling. So it's huh. kind of like that. Interesting. Uh, they're fun. They're a good time. Um, but yeah, like my last game that I'll talk about as far as uh, remakes that I think really nailed it, uh, Bionic Commando Rearmed. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, uh, your wife is your arm. No, that's Bionic oh. Commando. Oh, sorry. That's the. <laughs> sorry. Yes, you're right. <laughs> no, Rearmed is a side scroller that is the remake mm, of the C64 right. NES, blah, 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 uh, Bionic Commando from the 80s. Uh, it. it has one of the most incredible soundtracks you will ever hear in a video game. Uh, and it looks great. It plays great. It's it just, it's super fucking fun. Um, it's everything that the original game was. It's still in the side-scrolling perspective, except it's all rendered in 3D. It's brutally hard like the old one was. And that's what I like about it. It's, it's an incredibly demanding game. But let me tell you, and it remains true to this day. Give me a grappling hook in a video game. I'm interested. <laughs> and you do like a grappling hook. <laughs> and it, buying a commando rearmed is regularly on sale on Steam for like a dollar. Well, there's ra- grappling hooks and FF7 remake, so get on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't know. Like if I play the FF7 remake, it'll probably be when they're all done. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be uh, waiting, you're waiting a long time, I think. Yeah, it, like I said, I don't really care to play Final Fantasy VII right now. So <laughs> I don't know. I watched a little bit of it and went like, "Ah, eh, seems fine." <laughs> but I don't know. I, I played fifteen, and fifteen plays like that. So like, I've already done this. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 not it's not press X to win like FF fifteen was either. But uh, it's yeah, uh, but, uh, fifteen was a little easy. Yeah, um, but I forgot the hell I was going to say about remake. But uh, uh, yeah, so. Uh, can I, can I drop one question for the group before we, uh, I'm usually in the pool of leave well enough alone as far as remakes go, unless they can really knock it out of the park. Um, is there any game that you guys think you would like to see maybe remade or think should deserve one or they already announced it last week. Tony Hawk motherfucker. We're on the topic. It's coming. Um, Dude, all I've been doing is listening to ska for the last seven days. It's been the best <laughs> seven days of my life. This is the Goldfinger. Yeah. I've been listening to Goldfinger. I've been listening to Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. I've been listening to the Descendants. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've been, I've been going, I've been, and even like more traditional non-pop punky ska sort of stuff. Like I've been listening to Black Flag as well. And yeah, like, yeah I'm, I, dude, it's like 1998 up in this motherfucker. <laughs> How about you? Um, yeah, I actually have an answer to this one. Um, it, I very much enjoyed uh, uh, Mega Man 11. I would love to see a remake of two through four uh redone in that style um with different add on some like different uh you know abilities that they kind of teased in that one or or that they they placed on uh the Mega Man 11 style and something about like going back and like revisiting those older games with those old 
uh, Robot Masters, I think, would be really cool. Did you ever play uh, the PSP game? I think it was Mega Man Powered Up, where they remade the first one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, That was fucking dope. It was good. It was good. I just wish I liked the first one more. That's about the only problem I had with it. Uh, I I don't like Mega Man (laughs) 1. Uh, Mega Man One yeah, is just that Mega Man One cooler. <laughs> it did. It did. Mega Man One's just that problem of like they didn't quite have that polished to a point to where it like wasn't frustrating. So you know. I, I will go with you on this journey as long as it concludes with them remaking uh, Mega Man Seven, but leaving that sick voiceover in there. Hey, Mega Man. Hey, Mega Man. <laughs> I have to defy Doctor Huawei. Huawei. Yeah. As long as they leave that in there, I'm fine. Um, So I guess for me, if you were going to say remake a video game, Mm -hmm. um, my, and I bumped into this like more frequently recently, granted it might be my config on my PC. Um, A lot of old games no longer run at normal speed on my computer anymore. Hmm. So I've got a Ryzen 3800X and I've got a 2080 Ti. And so I tried to go back and play Sega uh, Sonic CD. That game runs at like a thousand times speed. Mm. And I can't figure out why. And a lot of that stuff that runs in DOS box uh, doesn't run right anymore. So like X-Wing, TIE Fighter, uh, Dark Forces, like, you know, all those awesome LucasArts uh, Star Wars games from the 90s, uh, uh, Shadow of the Empire, none of them run right. You're talking about yeah. like the original discs and stuff. Is that what you're talking about? Like, play, no, I'm talking about Steam versions of really? those games. Wow. They, okay. Now, I, I don't know what it is. Like, it just everything runs way too fucking fast. Huh. Um, I also have an aggressive power plan on my Ryzen processor, which might be fucking with it. But mm-hmm. uh, so I, I'm not sure. But for me, if I was going to think about I want a game to be remade, I think one of the contingencies for that is that it needs to be something that doesn't work anymore because those that kind of control doesn't isn't modern anymore yeah. or that it straight up is just on a platform that's locked away forever. So I come to Panzer Dragoon Saga. Ooh, ah. Yeah, right on. Very cool. Very How'd you cool. like that answer, motherfuckers? Because yeah. I literally yeah. didn't know what I was going to say because I was talking myself through it, and then I just opened my mouth and Panzer Dragoon Saga came out. <laughs> um, that was not planned. I had I had no idea. So. Nice, very nice, nice. That's a, a good, it's a good uh, candid answer. Um, I love that game. For me, uh, yeah. Uh, for for me, I think I remember what I was going to say about Seven. As FF Seven, as much as I've been raving about it, it's not even my favorite Final Fantasy game. It's like number three on my list. Like yeah. my favorite is six, and then after oh, that, oh, yeah. after that yeah. nine, and then immediately like a budding right behind nine would be seven for me. Uh, but uh, I, I'm always like on the fence of like, do I want to see this thing remade? It's like, oh yeah, I would love to see six remade. Like seven is like seven has gotten it got its treatment, but that would be like fifty years before that would be done. Um, but uh, I would love to see FF six done like that, but. Uh, on uh, since you mentioned games that like didn't work anymore, I'd like to see them redo Splinter Cell Pandora tomorrow. Ooh, um, Splinter Cell series, yeah, because uh, I mean, very I'm, underrated. Yeah, um, I I'm a huge fan of the Splinter Cell series, 
and the PC versions of those games suck. <laughs> they don't work well, anymore. Yeah, um, but uh, you uh, getting uh, to Pandora tomorrow like doesn't exist. Like really on a working on a modern on a modern setup anymore because it was made to run on a specific chipset. And, right. Uh, it just it's never been it's never been remade or ported anymore. The lighting doesn't work properly unless it just gets completely redone. It's gonna remain lost to the void more or less without extensive plotting. Do you get Do you get Michael Ironside back? Oh no! Yeah. No. I like Michael no. Jones, Sam. Oh man. Uh, no, the last thing I need is that man to be just like drunk muttering, you know, <laughs> kill my daughter. Oh man. Like, like, dude, I love uh, Michael Ironside circa 1997 more than just about anybody. His fucking portrayal in Starship Troopers oh is the yes. thing of fucking legend. <laughs> wonderful. It's wonderful. Michael Ironside in 2020 depresses the shit out of me. <laughs> It's like it's like Bret Hart coming back to wrestle McMahon. Oh <laughs> man, yeah. It's just uh, what's the match going to be? I don't know. How about I hit you with a chair twenty seven times? Okay, cool. <laughs> the problem yeah, I have it, with them uh, remaking Splinter Cell in this day and age is because I don't think it would fit the way Ubisoft wants to do things now, as far as their business model is concerned. Uh, the, sure. the whole games of games as a service and online things is just starting to take over now. I, I don't want to see that. I don't know. Splinter Cell. I think they're pulling back on that. Assassin's Creed is I, still. I don't know. Pretty I, I, normal. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think like doling out some Splinter Cell in the way that Hitman has been doled out. I Episodic. Think be, yeah, I think that might be cool. Like that 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 might be pretty rad. You, no. you have a whole open world, like how to sneak in and everything, and like revisit certain areas I, I don't know i think they could work yeah and uh having not just a level but having basically a city chunk so you can put yeah. uh high value targets in it and all that kind of stuff that like really made you like by the end of my experience with hitman and hitman 2 i really felt like i knew every inch of those levels because all right yeah. if i need the circumcision knife this is where it is and you yeah. know if i need the the chic costume i know where he normally patrols and right. you know all he, that kind of fun stuff you could even insert like special rooms like with each drop and everything it's like oh you haven't seen this room before or this part of the facility like you never got to get the, into there and that would like build anticipation for the next one i could see that working pretty well i don't know so yeah there we go guys we talked about remakes we did. That was fun. It was, it was, it was, it was good work. Glad good. I enjoyed that. Glad, glad I got to come back. Uh, for, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> a while, a while. You're always yeah. welcome, Gus. Unfortunately, have a little more free time right now. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. I'm not unemployed. We're just not doing anything right now. <laughs> it's kind of dead because of the state of the world right now. But our band's not broke up. We just haven't put out an album in twenty years. Exactly. Right? That's, yeah. that's how it is. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but uh, I've got a little more free time. So if you want to see me back yeah. this week or the week after that, until I get called back into work. Yeah, I actually actually went on a date with a flight attendant not too long ago, and she was talking about how like there's nothing for us to do. Oh right gosh, hey, well, she'll tell you all about. Yeah. Right. All right. Ah, uh, pretty crazy. But guys, thanks for being on. Appreciate it. Yes. Uh, as 
as always. Um, this has been the Video Destruct podcast. You can check us out at destinationcomics.com slash DNN. You can also check us out at videodestruct.com and on Twitter at Video Destruct and on Facebook Video Destruct. You can also follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Hoss underscore buddy, H-O-S-S underscore B-U-D-D-Y. I talk about weird shit uh, and wrestling and video games and uh, I don't know. Like, so yeah. hit that follow button. <laughs> hit the follow button. And you can also check Gus out on Twitch, right? Yep, twitch.tv slash shattermage, S-H-A-T-P-E-R-M-A-G-E. Everybody thinks it says shatter image, but there's no I. Um, shattermage. And you can follow uh, Gus on Twitter uh, at Justin Airplane, but Mm -hmm. apparently you're not allowed to call him Justin, so why did you put it in your fucking username? (laughs) Oh, because it was a funny Uh, play on words between me and Justin. It is a good play on words. Yeah. It is a good play on words. But that's going to do it, guys. Thanks for being on. Appreciate it. We're done. We're out of time. We got to (laughs) go.